Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezenite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size. Today we'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 2, Everything Happens for a Reason. Which I accidentally almost thought was called Completing Your Purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Amazon Prime. I'm also not sure how much it went with the episode. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we'll talk later about where they pulled it from, but yeah, it really, it didn't really have anything to do with the episode Did somebody all. say it? Darlene. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See? There you go. Yeah, no. Um, and she says it at the end. Of course she does. They probably told her to. Okay. Anything house cleaning or uh, otherwise? Yes, we have, a, we have some exciting Twitter house cleaning. Um, we got a tweet from Miss Megs, at Miss Megs, and she said... I've been listening to nothing but this podcast for about six weeks, and I'm finally nearly caught up. P.S. Also an Aussie fan here. Love so it. So now we have two Aussie fans. Um, I definitely think that she and Lee should get together for a two-person meetup. Yep. Um, I tweeted her back and said that she could join Lee in our quest to figure out what the hell Jay is doing these days. Yes, please do. Yeah. So um, thank you, uh, Miss Megs. We are happy to have you. I'm so excited, and we hope you're enjoying still. Um, let's see, that was you tweeted, so let's see. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually used Twitter in the past You week. did. Um, you figured out that Stacey the Bartender sounds like Jimmy Fallon being that, what did he call that character? I don't know if she has a name. I Just don't like know. the L. Marcy? The L girl, yeah. like when he's like the I don't the know, and I don't even watch girl. Fallon, but I just know that sound. But very funny. Um... Um, Heather tweeted us that Stacy the bartender should have said Warren's cherry pie was her get on top of the bar song. Speaking of that. Okay. So you know how I told you that it was like a basic classic rock song and it was unoriginal and I, that's what I was mad about. So I'm a classic rock fan because I'm from New Hampshire. That's still considered popular radio. And <laughs> so I downloaded this like classic rock workout playlist, went to the gym last week, poured some sugar on me, came up in the playlist, not once. But twice. Nice. It was the only song in there <laughs> twice, which I felt like proved my point. <laughs> um, and then Heather also tweeted and said about the last episode, I refuse to accept it was just drunk girls crying because it gets me every time. Cannot watch that scene without tearing up. That's very sweet. I disagree, but that's very sweet. Um, I wish I still had that sentiment for Lauren and Heidi. And then, um, let's see. I think that's it for... I believe that is, yeah, that's it for people who tweeted us, but except for this one that I'm saving for last because I feel like we should do it just for a second. Um, Heather thinks that we should have a moment of silence for um, Spencer's dead hummingbird. Oh, right. Which I think we should. Okay. But like 10 seconds. Okay. R.I.P. Hummingbird. <laughs> it was actually really sad. Well, you're not on Snapchat. No. He had a nervous breakdown. It was kind of hard to watch. I saw some photos floating around the internet. Yeah, Didn't was... he name the hummingbird, too? Did it have a name? Oh, they all have names. He's got a million of them. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember which one died. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, very sorry for Spencer's loss. Yeah. Um, I did see pictures of the baby. Gunner. And their baby is cute. I mean, I'm not surprised, oh, but... Oh, that worries me. I know. It always worries you, but their baby's cute. No, no, no. That worries me because I know. when babies are cute when they're six months or younger, that means they're going to be butt fucking ugly when they get older. <laughs> like, it is not a good... Like, you do not want a I cute know. baby fresh out of the vagina. But that's also why I wanted to tell you. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the photo. 
because I'm sure when you image search their baby, there's a ton of pictures already. Because one of my really good girlfriends just had a baby. She does not listen to this podcast, thank God. Um, and it is like horrifying. I can't even look at pictures of it, um, which means it's going to be like stunningly beautiful <laughs> when it's older. Because right. it's mother, my friend is beautiful. So I mean, this kid's yeah. going to be gorgeous. But no, and, new- like, and newborns for the most part are very strange looking. Yeah. You know. Like very Gollum-esque. Yes. So uh, they should be very worried. I mean, I have been proven wrong a couple times. Like my best friend's son was adorable straight out of the gate and he's now 11 and still super cute. So um, there are exceptions to the rule, but... Oh, I don't remember where I saw it. Let me... Maybe I'll tweet it if I can find it because... I thought someone shared a picture of their baby and it was very cute, but their Instagrams are pretty Well, behind, no, but so. we saw pictures of the baby in the S Weekly. Yeah, but I saw something now that it, he's almost a month old, right? Because it was October 1st. Yep. I saw a re- like a more recent picture than the Us Weekly, I swear. Oh, okay. But, well, that I'm, I'm worried for him then. Maybe it, it also could have been fake. Someone could have just like... <laughs> they are very possible. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so let's dive into episode two. Everything happens for a reason. Anything about the notes up top? We just redid Lauren's birthday boat party. Like, it was just snippets from the party. I know. So, we open the episode, and we are at the Shepret lair, and Stephanie is defrosting her fridge. She's cleaning it out. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I just saw them talking in the kitchen. I didn't notice her doing anything. Instead of toiletries all over her kitchen counter, she had, like, orange juice and salad dressing and stuff. She clearly was, like, taking... She was either making a huge lunch with a ton of sauces, but then she was also drinking orange juice, or she was just cleaning out her refrigerator. I don't know which one it would be. And I didn't see any toiletries on the counter this time, which is weird. Yeah. Where did they go? I don't know. Confusing. Yep. So Spencer charges into Stephanie's condo and says he thinks it was very uncool of her to bring Heidi to Lauren's birthday. And Stephanie says, I didn't kidnap her and put a bag over her head, Spencer. She wanted to go. Which is true. They're both right. It was uncool and Heidi (laughs) wasn't dragged there. And then Spencer says, where do you get off? You have no loyalty. And so then Stephanie brings up the fact that Spencer was out flirting with a bartender while his girlfriend was out. So she, he's not one to question her loyalty. Also fair. And She said, you know, you're always about loyalty and I'm just tired of it. And in reality, you kind of suck. (laughs) Well, and in this instance, I'm actually, the one thing Spencer had the right to be bad at her about wasn't bringing Heidi to the party because obviously Heidi's a big girl because she do whatever the fuck she wants. It was immediately blabbing to Heidi without any kind of proof or backup. Be like, oh my God, I just got a text and Spencer's flirting with the bar. I mean, like he had every right to be pissed about that. And he is, he's mad about that too. He opens with the birthday party thing, but it is about... It segs into that, which yeah. is when he's right. Yeah, it is about her telling Cameron and then telling Heidi and all that stuff too. So, but then after Stephanie tells him that he kind of sucks, she says, you know, she basically says, you are all alone and you've abandoned every friend you've ever had. Stephanie's getting after it. Yeah, and I mean, and she says to the end, like, you don't have any friends without Heidi. It's true. It is true. And I mean, that's, that ends up being the theme of this episode for both Spencer and Heidi, but it is absolutely true. 
And I also think it's funny that Spencer's mantra seems to constantly be loyalty and specifically family loyalty when he hasn't been loyal to Stephanie, like, at all. I know. Like, he loves to throw her under the bus. He loves to be a dick to her. Like, loves to take Brody's side over her side. I mean, like, he's... He's not loyal to her at all. Yeah. And Spencer, this entire episode, he is mad about the way that it played out with him flirting with the bartender. And he has a right to be mad, but at the same time, he's mad because it was noticed. Yeah. You know, like, he's he's mad at Cameron, he's mad at Stephanie, he's mad at Heidi, and it's like, you know, if you just sucked it up and said, Heidi, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to embarrass you. I really didn't. She would forgive him in about 30 seconds. Yeah. And he's just throwing a big toddler fit. Anyway, we'll get we'll get into that more later. Anything else about Stephanie and her refrigerator? No. All right. So then we go to the castle, and they're kind of pretending this is the day after Lauren's party, but it looks like it's like three weeks after Lauren's party because they all look so put together. Yeah, it's There's definitely not no the way. next day. No. And Lauren says that when she has a birthday, she's old enough now that she doesn't expect gifts. I get what she's saying at a big group party. No one shows up with gifts, I guess. Except, I wanted well, I to know... I don't think she mentioned age. I think she was just like, oh, when I have a birthday party now, I don't really expect gifts. Like, But they went on this gift tirade, and then never told us what Heidi got her, or what gift she got at all. And what was in the giant Chanel bag. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it was really weird to have this whole, I didn't expect gifts conversation. Well, what gifts did you get, Lauren? Yeah, and also, you probably have a million companies sending you free gifts all the time for doing nothing. So maybe you're just sick of gifts, but some of us aren't. And let's be honest, like, these people all got her gifts. Of course There's they no one in that circle who is showing up at a birthday party and not bringing a gift. Also, who do you think paid to rent the boat? Her friends technically gave her a party. I mean, production probably did. I but... was going to say MTV paid to rent the boat. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> in theory, her friends paid to rent the boat. You know, if yeah. this were real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they have this weird conversation about gifts. And they ask her if she had a good birthday. Just to segue to the fact that she did not. And she says the boat was a good idea in theory. And Audrina tells Lauren, you cried half the time. And so then they got into this discussion of why Heidi ended up there. And clearly they all know that it was because of Stephanie. And, you know, Lo and Audrina are defensive and they said, we had nothing to do with it. They didn't. No. Yeah. I don't get why Lauren is kind of giving them the third degree about it. She already solved that mystery on the boat. Well, I also don't understand why Lauren is acting like she didn't have a good time at her birthday. Because... She could have avoided what Heidi. We saw, a, she could have avoided Heidi. B, she's totally sought the drama out. Was like, I'm going to go outside on the deck yes. and talk to Heidi. And C, they came to a... I mean, they had a nice moment and then went inside to have a drink together. So how is that bad? If she how wanted a to bad avoid birthday? it, she could have just played roulette with Brody and Frankie. Yeah. It End seems like she had a perfectly good birthday. She, she walked right into it. Um, I also put that Elsie sobers up and hates Heidi again. Yeah. Because last week it was like, oh, you're my best friend and I've missed you and blah, blah. And then in the cold, hard light of day, it's like, ah, I didn't want her there. 
I, I hate her. Why was she there? Like, Lauren I don't want to have nothing to do with her. Well, Lauren didn't pour it on as thick as Heidi did. And she definitely had a few it is what it is moments. But, but I agree. she was right there with her for most of it. Yeah. And she, she did was say, com- you were my best friend. Yeah. And she was comforting her over the guy she hates. So that's something only a friend does. And I, I mean, I have not been in this situation, but I have been in similar-ish situations. And if you, I mean, if she really was as close to Heidi as we're led to believe, which I think she was, and Heidi in the moment is pissed off at the person that's driven a wedge between them, great, we can get along tonight. Like, you hate him too now. So awesome. Like, I'll hate on him with you and we can have drinks and whatever. Sure, the next day you're going to go back to him and I'm going to be pissed again. But like in the moment, things are probably pretty good. Yeah. So... Then for our next scene, <laughs> we go to the dime. Yep. And Gladiator Barbie, in mm. all of her 2009 glory, is walking down the street to go to the dime to confront the bartender her fiancé was flirting with. Yep. Heidi is wearing knee-high slashed black leather heels with an open toe. Mm-hmm. A pleated, asymmetrical, belted miniskirt. Yep. In tan. Yeah. In khaki. Like khaki. Yeah. Which is actually, that's a little late on that skirt. Like, my college roommate had amazing legs because she's like six feet tall, and she wore those in like 2003. But anyway. And she's wearing a black tank top and a black blazer. So I actually don't hate the shoes or the top. It's the skirt that made it look very cheerleader-y. Fair enough. Yeah. Her hair looks good. Because it's real fake. Yeah. <laughs> I am, I assume that you would have things to yeah, say about that. Yeah, I mean, there's a, not much of her actual hair on that So head. then Heidi opens the door to the dime. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you call her? Um, I have never been more amused. She looks like <laughs> Elmer Fudd hunting wabbits. Like she <laughs> literally, she opens the door and like sideways turns her head and peeks around the corner <laughs> Like, who does? You just open the goddamn door and see who's inside. Marco. Pola. I mean, yes. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. It was comical. So then she goes over to Stacy, the bartender. Who's the only one there. Yeah. And I have so much to say about this. And she's shining bottles. Yeah. I don't think that's what the hot bartender does in Hollywood, but... No. Um, well, let's break this down right now. Do it. First of all... <laughs> The camera crew was already inside. So Heidi knew she was there. I don't know what the peek around the door thing was about. Maybe she was peeking to see if production was done setting up yet before she could come in. I'm going to go with that. Then, number two, the dime wasn't fucking open. Because if you'll notice, in this scene, Stacy's not wearing a lot of makeup. Yes. Her hair isn't done. Yes. Obviously, they pulled her in in the middle of the day and were like, hey, dust some bottles while we film the scene. Because later, <laughs> spoiler alert, we go back to the dime and she's all made up. Looks like a million bucks. Like, I have a lot to say about her makeup later. Well, yeah. But, I mean, it's uh, it's obviously she wasn't working. The fucking place isn't even fucking open. Yeah. Like, production was already there, so don't act surprised, Heidi. I mean, give me a break. I know. So, this was the other give me a break moment. Heidi says, I think you might remember my fiancé from the other night. And this is presumably within several days. Yeah. What bartender would forget someone who started a brawl. You don't forget that. Oh, no. It could be two years from now, and she could walk in and be like, hi, two years ago, yeah. my fiancé started a fight in here with... I mean, yeah, she'd be like, oh, him. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Stacy says, oh, yeah, you mean the fighter? 
Her voice. I can't. And it's, she's so pretty. I just, she can't speak. It's pretty terrible. She's not allowed to speak anymore. And also, during the course of this conversation, and I cannot be positive because it seems like she should have been able to pull this off on her own. I think she was reading off of cue cards. Stacy. Yeah, there was one point where she like looked down <laughs> and looked back up and I swear to God she was looking at a cue card or a script or something. I believe it. So then Heidi, she's throwing on this voice like she's the star of Soul Food, the movie. She's very <laughs> like, she goes, if that was your man, would you care? I'm like, whoa, whoa. Just say, if that were your fiance, would you be upset? That's how Heidi normally talks. And she's just, she's kind of like on a daytime talk show right now. She's a little heated. And then Stacy says that she did care and she felt really weird about it the whole time, which is not true. It's not true. And if this was real life, Stacy is a horrible person because she is playing every side. Yes. Every she, side. She wasn't, she did not feel weird about it. She liked it. And if a guy comes in and like tips you really heavy and he's a customer of your work and this happens, you could be like, oh no, like we were just having fun. Like nothing serious was going on. Like he wasn't really flirting with me. Like that's blown out of proportion. Like I, I mean. Well, and I don't want to blame her because maybe she didn't like it, but I still, it's the extreme from one to the other. Uh, we find out later that she for sure liked it. No, but like, just take that out of the equation for one second. So she's taking his money and flirting with him, but then she's completely ratting him out. She could have just skated through the middle and said, you know, she could have been more neutral about it with Heidi than she yeah. was. Yeah. So then Heidi can't believe it. And she goes back to her soul food roots and says, I was about to marry this man. She's really, <laughs> she's serving <laughs> it up. She's very upset. So then Stacy just looks at her and says, good luck with that. And then Heidi says, wow. And see. And see. <laughs> yeah, literally. Cue cards, pack Stacey, them Stacy, you can go back home now. Heidi, you can go about your day. Like, I, it's dumb. Yep. Change into your next outfit for the next scene, Heidi. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so we go to Shea Ambiance and Spencer arrives home and Heidi admits that she went to talk to Stacy. And Spencer is so defensive and says, that must have been fun. Relax, Spencer. If you were just a hint of apologetic, this would all go away for you. So then Heidi does what Stacy did and she plays it up even more. This game of telephones getting really out of control. <laughs> and Heidi says, she told me you're way out of line. That's also not That you me. wanted her to get up on the bar and dance. Yeah, that's not exactly what Stacy said. She said she felt really weird about it. She didn't say that he was way out of line. So then Heidi says that she's livid. And when Heidi says, you wanted her to dance on the bar, Spencer says, no, I don't remember saying that. And then he actually says, yeah, I may have flirted, but you don't even trust me. No, nope, nope, don't flip it around. She has every right to be mad at you. You have every right to be mad that you got caught and that your sister contributed to that. But when Heidi finds out her fiance was out flirting with a bartender, she has every right to be mad at you. 
Well, to play a little devil's advocate here, though, she also went to his arch nemesis's party behind her back. I mean, behind his back. So, I mean, I'm, he's 100% in the wrong, but I'm surprised that wasn't thrown up a little bit more. That would have been my go-to if I was him, been like, well, what the fuck? Like, you lied to me, you went to Lauren's party when you know I would hate it. That's fair. Oh, it's just, I mean, it's the same thing. But my but favorite he is... he can't throw out the thing about trust. No. When he openly admits that he's guilty. Yeah. That's not cool. Um, but my favorite line is, she says, I can't believe you are turning this around on me. Um, really? Because his name should be Spencer Gaslighting Pratt. <laughs> yeah. Because his favorite thing to do is turn it around on other people. Yeah. Like, he's the king of gaslighting. Like, I, what do you mean you can't believe that, Heidi? I'd be shocked. I couldn't believe it if he didn't do it. Yeah. And then he also has this other defense where he says, you know, in three years, I haven't left your side. Don't pin that on Heidi. That was your active choice as much as it was hers. So to suddenly put her at fault for that is a crock. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't take it like that. I don't think he was putting her at fault for it. I think he was saying, like, I have been by your side for three years. What do you, how, what do you, what's not to trust? Like, I'm always with you. Like, but then she says, maybe you need some time away from me. And maybe they both do. Yep. So then she says, I'm going home to Colorado to think, clear my head. And he says, have a great trip. Tell your mom I said hi. He just, he can't help it. Nope. He has And then, to. suddenly, we are in Crested Butte, just oh, like that. Yeah, we are. And that flight looked real easy. Yep. And I'm pretty sure Crested Butte doesn't have an airport, by the way. I know they don't, actually. The ski people don't have, like, a private jet? I mean, Heidi and Spencer had money, but did they have money like that? Uh, MTV does. Well, I feel like what they did was she probably... She probably, I think there's like a really tiny airport for only like prop planes, like an hour away. And I'm guessing they paid to get her there. Because even like my friend's in-laws in Colorado will do that once in a while. But like, I don't think they would like helipad her directly to her parents' house. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought there was, must have been a small private airport. Like, like you said, an hour away. And then they just flew her there. Yeah, it's not plane. in Crested Butte. It's like an hour away, I think. But anyway, and Darlene and Tim? Have a new house. Non-touchy Tim. Yeah, right. <laughs> Touchy Tim. <laughs> uh, they have a new house. Same furniture, because that old green couch is still kicking. Yep. And... From Jennifer Leather. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and Darlene is not mad anymore. At all. Like, last time we saw her, she was, like, sobbing and wouldn't speak to them. I guess the fact that they called off the Because well, they didn't get married. Yeah. She's... All is forgiven now. Now, I have the $64,000 question. Do it. What about work, Heidi? Nope. You just got your job back. You no. just got your fucking job back. You had to beg for it back. And now you're on an indefinite leave to Crested Butte. How does that work? Love to know how that works. Is she supposed to be running a fucking hotel? Yeah. She's supposed to be running a hotel. Yeah. She's, she's telecommuting, Frank. Apparently. Yeah. So Heidi immediately sits at her mother's kitchen counter and there's a giant plate of cookies and... Yeah, they look delicious. Yeah, they did. And she tells her mom that she's just tired of being frustrated. And then she has a very... The same way that Lauren has tipped the scales towards pretending she hated her birthday, Heidi's pretending they had an amazing evening of rekindled friendship. They're both way off the mark. Yep. And she tells her mom that she had this great night at Lauren's birthday and, you know, it's so great that they're slowly reconnecting and, you know, she has her old friend back. Now, what do we think 
was the purpose of this episode because there was this constant juxtaposition between Heidi saying, I mean, throughout the whole thing, the rest of the episode is Heidi being like, Lauren and I are back together. Darlene, Darlene implies that they're on a great page. And then cut to Lauren being like, ugh, Heidi, blech, blech, blech. Like, what, is that leading up to why Heidi would want to invite her to the wedding? Like, is that why we're getting all of this? Maybe. So it would make sense that she'd want to invite? Like, I don't... Maybe. And so, well, the other thing that Heidi says, too, is I think Lauren's really upset because she feels like I chose Spencer. Well, you might... Well, there's a lot to it there. So I think what they were building up to is they knew Lauren was going to leave the show by now. It oh, was, yeah. It was clearly in the works. And I think MTV was like, listen, you can't just bail. You have to try and at least pretend to close some of these loops. You have to talk to Heidi. You need to pretend to have a conversation with Spencer. Like, everybody wants to see you guys try and be friends again. And we need to at least pretend it's going to happen. Gotcha. And this is right? just the groundwork for that? Yeah. I can't think of any other reason why. Lauren didn't want to be her friend again. I mean, because it was actually, I think the first time watching this ever, thinking it was real, was painful to see Heidi being so like, oh, we're back on track. And Lauren being like, mm-mm. Like, just back and forth, back and forth the whole episode. Yeah. I mean, it's it was, ugh. Yeah. And you guys, on another Crested Butte note, Frank is wearing his Crested Butte shirt. I am. And I didn't even realize it was today's episode. It was complete happenstance. It's amazing. Yeah. So, anything else about... Darlene's Kitchen or... No, no, no. I mean, just that, you know, I just put Heidi's being fooled by Lauren. Oh, other question. When your mom hates your boyfriend, would you tell your mom that your boyfriend started a fight in a bar? Because I wouldn't. Well, I don't tell my parents anything ever. And I feel like you're not much of an open book either. Um, but a lot of people are. So, I, I mean, I think Heidi... I think her mom was her best friend growing up. Like, I think they were very close. So in an instance like that, yes, I think someone would. Interesting. I think you and I just don't have that world view. I guess, yeah. But she also, I, it's just this, her mom and Spencer not getting along is so open at this point that it's dinner conversation. And then she fuels it by telling her things about Spencer. Well, and, but the, I think that if you have a relationship with someone where you're used to telling them everything... Like, if you spent your whole life telling your mom everything, you, you can't, can't help yourself. You can't turn it off? Yeah. Okay. Well, she might want to. So, then we go to diamond, foam, and fabrics. Yep. And Lauren and Stephanie are clearly shopping for Stephanie's fabric class that she's really struggling with. And Lauren's being very cold to Stephanie. And Stephanie says, why aren't you being more helpful? And they start talking about her birthday party. Because production made me come shop with you. And yeah. I have so many better other things to do. Yeah. And she, Lauren admits that the birthday party was a little more dramatic than she was hoping for. And Stephanie says, well, I hope you know Heidi invited herself. And I wrote, she Pratt is the devil. She is such a liar. She's I mean, such she's a definitely liar. a Pratt. Yeah. So then... Lauren, I think Lauren knows it's obviously bullshit because it's very obvious that it is. And Lauren said, what would make you think that I would want her at my birthday party? And Lauren said, you know, it's one thing if you want me to encourage me to have dinner with her. And Stephanie says, you would never have dinner with her. And Lauren says, if I wouldn't have dinner with somebody, what makes you think I'd want them at my birthday party? 
which yeah, is I mean, amazing. I put down that I, in this instance, I am 100% on Lauren's side about Stephanie. Yes. Like, she was right, totally. So then Stephanie says, well, you went to the that opening, the SLS opening, and Lauren says, that was the company that Heidi works for. That was not her personal party. And Stephanie keeps digging at it. And she says, well, Heidi works there. You knew Heidi was going to be there. And Lauren said, I was one of 1,500 guests. Stephanie is a thousand percent wrong. Yeah. And Lauren finally says it was inappropriate for her to be there. And I want you to stop forcing on me. It's not fair. It's not. Yeah. I agree totally. And I, I like when Lauren gets mean, honestly. Now, do we think that Spencer was coaching Stephanie all along? I mean, because she really is just telling everybody what they want to hear and stirring shit. And I mean, it seems very Pratt manufactured to me. I know. And the effort to stay on the show. So do we think Spencer behind the scenes was like, Stephanie? I don't know. Because I can't... I feel like Stephanie and Spencer is one relationship that I can't figure out with the show. I would lean towards he was coaxing her through everything, but then they also genuinely don't seem to have a relationship now. They don't get along. Oh, that's because I think that she is Frankenstein's monster. I think that Spencer created her and she grew and got out of control. And like now is a way bigger reality star, at least in Europe that he is. So I think in the beginning it may have started with him coaching her and then she became big enough on the show that she didn't need him to keep her there anymore. Yeah. And she got out of control and got out of hand. Yeah. And do we think at all that Lauren and Stephanie were actually friends? I don't know. Because, so we know that they maybe had a class together. Maybe. Yeah. They're clearly not friends now. No. She was not at Lauren's wedding. And at this point, Stephanie has done so much wrong to Lauren when it comes to like forcing her into awkward situations. And now later this season, Stephanie gets a job at People's Revolution and puts Lauren in a terrible position. It seems like Lauren was forced to be friends with her. I, 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 I want to say maybe in the very beginning... They were the friendly. very beginning, just because they had school in common. Right. Allegedly. Yeah. That they were like acquaintances that didn't mind each other. You know what I mean? That it was like someone that you'd run into at school, whatever, a party. I enjoy talking to this person, but we're not going to hang out a lot on our own, just the two of us. Yeah. Because we don't see a ton other than school of Stephanie and Lauren hanging out alone. Right. It's always in a group setting. So that I believe. Now, once Lauren saw this shit on TV, like... No, there's no way. I mean. And I think Lauren was too hip to Pratt style dealings. Yeah. After surviving Spencer, I think as soon as Stephanie started to do anything strange, she probably cut her off at the knees. I'm sure. I mean, after the stuff that happens in a few episodes, like, there's no way. (laughs) And I'm sorry to spoil that, by the way, but it's going to be really funny at the time. Yeah. I mean, there's no way. So then we go to Cafe Muse. And... It's the muse, homie. Ugh. And <laughs> the homies have a reunion. Mm-hmm. Spencer has reached out to Brody, apparently saying he is, quote, desperate. Because he's distraught over Heidi. And he doesn't seem distraught. He seems pissed. And, like, he wants to get back out on the prowl and doesn't know how to do it without his homies. I mean, let's be honest. This had nothing to do with anything. No. 
let us not forget that this was Spencer and Brody's baby and idea from Jump Street was to get on this show. Yeah. So I think, you know, Spencer was like, hey, Brody, like, we need to film together. Like, we're trying to tie the storylines on. You need a little bit more screen time. Yeah. I mean, because at this point, let's be honest, like, Spencer and Heidi really turned it around. This was not much about LC. Lauren wasn't in this episode that much. She's also on her way out at this point, though. No, I know, but, like, they got what they wanted. And I think Brody did did not want to leave the show. So Brody was like, oh. Well, in the past, like, four episodes have been about Heidi and Spencer with their wedding. Yeah. So, I I mean, I... I think Brody knows where his bread is buttered, and I think that he, you know... He knows what's coming. Yeah. He also looks so cute in this scene. So cute. And I did like that when they sit down and Spencer starts to spew his, like, web of lies, Brody immediately... You could tell they're actually real friends and have been for a long time. He's like, cut the bullshit. Yeah. Like, just tell me what's going on. Yeah. Like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. So... Brody gets less attractive to me the more he speaks in this scene because he's decided that everything is Heidi's fault. That she picked up and left for Colorado and I'd be straight pissed and it's time for you to spread your rings, brah. Like, you don't owe her anything and like, whoa. But this is nothing new. He did it with Adrena. Like, Brody hates women. He's a he-man woman hater. Yeah, 100%. Also, he does owe her loyalty, since that's his favorite word, because he proposed to her. They technically were married in Mexico. Per Spencer. Although, I am giving him MVP of the episode, because he (laughs) breaks it down about Shea Ambiance. He does. So, he says... Part of the problem with you and Heidi is that you don't do anything else. And he says you're in your own little world with your video games. Yeah. So your own little world, your apartment with Heidi and your video games, your books. Lit. Which yeah. is true. Definitely. I wish he had named the video game specifically, though. Galaga. Yeah. He's a he-man womanator, though. It's, it's sad. It makes him less attractive to me, but it does. Then we go back. The weird thing about this, though, is that the only person he doesn't do that to is Lauren. Yeah. I know. It's weird. Well. Like, when she and Doug were having weirdness, he wasn't with Doug like, fuck that bitch. Like, he is with every other female that is in his orbit. Well, we've also established that Lauren and Brody were kind of like each other's wingman for a while, right? Yeah. So maybe there's just like a weird mutual respect there that he doesn't have for other women. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, as soon as one of his friends is having lady problems, he's the first one to be like, cut that bitch loose. Like, yeah. Please. And I'm surprised that he and Audrina don't have that because I feel like, you know, game recognize game. And Audrina can turn him out as fast as he can. You'd think, but yeah, not so much. Oh, speaking of which, sidebar, did you see, um, I'm pretty sure it was in AB- EBPs, the person who posted the old pic of Audrina and like a gladiator crying with, yeah. co- like, I was like, oh my God, that's beautiful. With Corey. With Corey. Yeah. yeah. For those of you who are in the Emotionally Broken Psychos page, um, someone posted like a five-year-old pic from Halloween of Audrina dressed as like a female gladiator and Corey dressed as um, Lieutenant Dangle from Reno 911. And they're like waiting for a cab or an Uber and she's like hysterically crying. It's like multiple panels. So she's like head in the hands laying on yeah. the floor, like end of the night, nervous breakdown. Whoops. Foreshadowing. So then we go back to Colorado and we have a painful meal at oh, the Timberline. Please. You loved it. I did love it. But <laughs> um, it is painful. R.I.P. Timberline. R.I.P. So they sit down and have dinner with... Heidi sits down and have, has dinner with her mom and her stepdad. And her stepdad says, missed you at Christmas, Thanksgiving too. 
Which I think is interesting. Well, he didn't say it like that. I mean, he... No, he did. No, he's like, we missed you at Christmas and Thanksgiving. All right. Well, I mean, I thought it was a little more heartfelt than snarky. Um, he brought it up on camera on purpose, though. Which is interesting. And I so I'm assuming that means that she had Thanksgiving and Christmas at the Pratt's. Like, it's Spencer's parents. Yeah, I don't think she very often leaves the state of California unless there's guaranteed paparazzi involved. Yeah. Yeah. So then we just happened to run into Colby, Heidi's first boyfriend. Who I'm pretty sure Heidi lost her virginity to. Yeah. I think because she says then her mom is beaming. Darlene wants to have sex with Colby so badly. It's very uncomfortable. It is. And she he was apparently moved back to Crested Butte to start his own business. I didn't hear what business it is. Yeah. At age 22. And... Darlene says, I think he was your first love. She is beaming over this guy. And so then Darlene also throws out, he's a good Christian boy. So we're getting ready to explore all this Christian stuff. Well, did she say he's a good Christian boy or you knew him from Christian, Christian like the school? Wasn't it called like the Christian no, something no, no. academy? She said, he's a good Christian boy. Remember, he's the only one I would let you drive with. Oh. So they're getting, they're about to tap into well, Heidi's. you know what that means, y'all? He was doing her from behind. <laughs> <laughs> but so also, she could keep her virginity. They're also laying groundwork for the fact that Heidi's going to have an episode where they go to Bible study or whatever. Yeah. Suddenly Heidi is very religious and spiritual. Well, it's stuck. She still is to this day. I know, but I'm, this is where we're getting more glimpses of it. Yeah. That was, that was like, that was probably on a cue card behind Colby. <laughs> so then Darlene calls him a stud because Heidi, is it Heidi that says, are you still into sports or Darlene? I, I, no, it was Heidi. I think she said, do you still play sports? Yeah. And so then Darlene says, yeah, you were such a stud. And I just wrote, no. <laughs> <laughs> so then he says like, oh, not really or something. And Heidi said, well, Spencer is a purple belt in jujitsu. Jiu which I didn't realize that the jujitsu had been going on for this long. Like, I thought it was something he had come to more recently, but I had no idea it had been going on for 10 years or also, more. Also, when I saw the picture, how I learned that Spencer's hummingbird had passed, because he never wears a shirt when he goes out to feed them, he's ripped right now. Oh, yeah. Big yeah, time. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. I mean, good for him. So, this is where Heidi decides to tell her high school boyfriend that her fiancé doesn't get along with her mom. And that's where the scene ends. It's painful. Yeah. It's funny, but it's painful. Well, and then we never got, like, Jarlene's implies that he's, asked him if he's engaged, and he says no. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, there's hope then. So does that mean he has a girlfriend? But so, my other question is, the episode where they do go to Bible study, isn't it because Colby goes to LA to visit them with his girlfriend? Oh, I don't remember. I mean, Somebody comes to visit them from Colorado. And they have like a Bible reading at their apartment and Spencer looks like he wants to die. Mm, I don't remember. If it's Colby, I'm going to be very intrigued. It might be. Yep. Let's keep that in our back pocket. So then we go to the Avalon Hotel in Beverly Hills. I hadn't heard of that one. I wonder if it's still there. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. And Lauren is having drinks with Brody and her hair looked great this whole episode. 
but she had the same exact side braid in every single scene. She really can't stop doing it. I, I'm a big fan, but if I were her, I'd be mixing it up a little bit because I'd have the money and time and I'm on TV. Or maybe they filmed it all in one day. They probably <laughs> That's so she was sad. She's like, I'll give, I'm giving you one day. That's so <laughs> sad. One they, day only. They probably did. So I don't know. And then they start talking about Stephanie and Brody or um, Spencer again. And then Lauren says the only two people they burned are the only people they have to call about Spencer and Heidi. Well, now my question is, how did Spencer burn Brody? Like we, I mean, he was mad at Brody because Brody was friends with Lauren, but he didn't burn him. Yeah. He burned Lauren by the sex tape scandal. Yeah. But he didn't burn Brody. No. I mean, I get what Lauren is saying, but... I mean, me too, but, like, it, it's... It, he he cut out Brody. Lauren cut out Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So then we go back to Colorado, and Heidi must have gotten the darkest spray tan that Crested Butte has to offer. All of a sudden, she is orange. Maybe it's the fact that they're standing outside and she's a little, like, lit by the snow reflection. <laughs> I don't know. She looks like an Oompa Loompa. Yeah. It's bad. It is pretty bad. And the sad thing is, is that her jewelry and, like, her little winter accessories, she looks so cute in a winter hat. And the tan is ruining all of it. So, then Darlene says, I love when you're home. You just get grounded again. And I think you spend too much time with Spencer. And Heidi says, you assume that Spencer has this power over me, and he really doesn't. You know, I do things because I want to do them. So, you know, I think there's some truth to both sides there. And Darlene says, I think you're more influenced by him than you realize. I, I agree with Darlene on that one. But then I don't have anything else to say about this scene. Um, well... This is when she says everything will happen. Everything happens for a reason. Darlene says that. Yeah. Okay. Um, when Heidi talks about like going back out to Crested Butte and whatever and blah blah blah, um, and I just wrote that Darlene is ridiculously Team Elsie forever. Yeah. I would be curious to know if Darlene still keeps in contact with Lauren and how she feels about her today. I would really hope that Lauren is not keeping in touch with her ex-best friend's mother 10 years after they stopped being friends. Oh, I can see Darlene still sending her, like, a Christmas card. Yeah, but I hope Lauren throws it in the trash with all the other ones that she probably doesn't read. I'm just saying. That would be very odd. <laughs> well, but I mean, I think it's odd that she and Lauren were in contact when Heidi and Lauren weren't speaking. Yeah, no, For a is. while. Like, that's odd. It's very odd. But if they were still doing it now, that's even worse. I don't know. So then we go back to the dime one more time. Yes, we do. And Spencer is there again. With Charlie. Yeah, who we don't see until the very end. Taking no, shots. No, you just missed it. Oh. As soon as I got there, he was right next to Oh, him. okay. And he's taking shots of Patron with Stacy again. Mm-hmm. And compared to earlier, Stacy is wearing so much makeup. And her eyeshadow from lash to brow is metallic it's a lot and she doesn't need that much she's very very pretty she looked better earlier and in the scene with no makeup it's too much for me um what i don't understand about this is why captain loyalty is sitting at the bar having drinks with a bartender who was disloyal to him and threw him under the bus to his yeah. fiance yeah 
What's up with that, Spence? Makes no sense. So then he also tries to play the pity card and says, well, you know, Heidi left without a word. Not true. She said, I'm going back to Colorado and you said, have fun with your mom. Yeah, I don't get it. And why is Stacy suddenly on his side? Why does she care that Heidi left? Heidi's, Stacy suddenly feels bad for the fact that Heidi left and that's dumb. And she basically is like, now we can have fun. Yeah, they all do a shot and toast to no crazy girlfriends. Excuse me? You mean your fiancé who you wanted to spend your life with a week ago? And by crazy girlfriends, do you mean the woman who came in and you told her that you wouldn't put up with Spencer hitting on you if it was your boyfriend? Like, I don't, huh? Yeah. Um, but my favorite, favorite, favorite part of this scene was the ridiculous face edit that happened <laughs> at the end. Because they do the shot, Stacey basically implies, like, oh, now we can have fun with one another. And then they keep cutting from Stacey to Spencer to Stacey to Spencer. But you can tell that the shots weren't congruent. They were, like, culled together from throughout the entire evening. <laughs> um, trying to make it look like there was awkwardness, but there wasn't. Like, yeah. it was really funny. Yeah, so then the episode ends with Spencer saying, it's the end of the night. What are we going to do now? Like, implying that they're going to hook gonna up or fuck. something. Yeah. And they're not. And you get, I mean, I'm telling you, like, you guys go back and watch it. It's, like, a good 20 seconds long. And it's just Spencer's face, Stacey's face, Spencer's face. Stacey, but it's, you can tell, like, the lighting's different. Like, they were pulled throughout the night. They were, like, anytime they looked mildly awkward, they just, like, montaged it together. I can't. I um, mean, that's the end. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. Gee, and then, I wonder if Spencer hooked up with Stacy. I'm on the edge of my seat. And then, weirdly, we get a this season on the hills yeah. instead of next episode, which is strange. Although, Amazon does this sometimes. Oh, you know what? I'm a dum-dum. I know exactly why this happened. I'm sure MTV aired episode one and two back-to-back. -back, yeah. And then we got the scenes from the upcoming season. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't really want to go over all of them because it was a lot. Um, we don't want to give too, too much away, but, um, we definitely get a little bit of Heidi and Spencer's, what I'm going to call fake up, which <laughs> is their fake breakup. Um, we get to see Jade Nicole. Queen of Instagram. Yeah. Very excited about that. Oh, and you know what I forgot to say? And I really wanted to see, I didn't have time to look and see if Spencer commented on it. Um, but did you happen to see Lauren's Halloween costume? Yes. Oh, hers or yeah. her son's. No, not her son's. He commented on that. I know. I tweeted about that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like she, because that was actually like a week ago, right? Yeah. Um, this weekend, oh, because this, it's, it's actually October 30th today. Yeah. When we're recording this. Um, there was a list of like celebrities Halloween costumes and she was Cruella DeVille. And I'm curious to see what Spencer has to say about that. I was going to guess she was a flapper. So I'm proud of the fact that she wasn't. No, she was Cruella DeVille. Oh, was it a good one? It was okay. The hair was a little, uh, cause the hair was flat instead of like sticking up crazy. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, she looked, I mean, I could tell right away it was Corella DeVille. Okay. Well, that's pretty good. But I figured Spencer would have like a lot to run with with that. I'm, <laughs> give him time. Yeah. He, he has a newborn. And it is still reeling from hummingbird death. So yeah, there you go. Um, so that's it. All right. Well, thanks guys. And we will talk to you next week. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at franklymarebe. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymarebe at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter 
at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time.